ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So today's chapter is regarding the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Dhikru azwajihi alayhi wa alayhinna salatu wa salam. Wa awwalu man tazawwaja rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the first woman that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married was Khadija bint Khwailid ibn Asad ibn Abdul Izzah ibn Qusay ibn Kilab. So the first woman that the Prophet wasallam married was Khadija, the daughter of Khwailid, the son of Asad, the son of Abdul Izzah, the son of Qusay, the son of Kilab. تزوجها وهو ابن خمس وعشرين سنة. He married her when he was twenty-five years old. He married Khadija رضي الله عنها when he was twenty-five years old. وبقيت معه حتى بعثه الله عز وجل فكانت له وزير صدق وماتت قبل الهجرة بثلاث سنين وهذا أصح الأقوال She or he remained with her She remained with him up until he actually became a prophet and she was a truthful aid to him. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was 25 when he married Khadija, radiallahu anha. She remained with him all the way up until he became a Prophet. That was at the age of 40, 15 years already. And then... She died three years before the hijrah. When was the hijrah made? The Prophet ﷺ became a prophet at the age of 40. How many years did he remain in Mecca thereafter? 13. So he was approximately 53 when he made the hijrah, approximately. Khadija radiallahu anha died three years before the hijrah in accordance to the most correct opinion, which would mean that the Prophet ﷺ at that time was approximately 50 years old. So that would mean that the marriage was approximately 25 years up until then, of course, Khadija radiallahu anha passed away. Uh, and then it mentions وَقِيلَ قَبْلَ الْهِجْرَةِ بِخَمْسِ سِنِينَ وَقِيلَ بِأَرْبَعِ سِنِينَ 
it is mentioned that she may have died five years before the hijrah, and it's also been mentioned four years before the hijrah. But what is most correct is that it was three years before the hijrah. Then the Prophet ﷺ, after Khadija, married Sauda. Sauda, the daughter of Zam'ah, the son of Qais, the son of Abd Shams, the son of Abd Wuddin, the son of Nasr, the son of Malik, the son of Hisl, the son of Amir, the son of Lu'ay. So he married after Khadija, Sauda, the daughter of Zam'ah. And Ba'da Khadija bi Mecca qabla al-Hijra. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married her before the migration to Medina. So after the death of Khadija radiallahu anha, there was at least another three years before the hijrah occurred. Within that three years, that is when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married Sauda. Because he married her after the death of Khadija radiallahu anha, but before the hijrah. We know of course that whilst the Prophet ﷺ was married to Khadija, he did not marry any other wife. So it was after the death of Khadija, but before the hijrah. وَكَانَتْ قَبْلَهُ عِنْدَ السَّكْرَانِ ibn Amr, أَخِي سُهَيْلِ ibn Amr. And before that, Sauda had been married to a sakran the son of Amr, who was the brother of Suhail ibn Amr. وَكَبِرَتْ عِنْدَهُ And she became old, وَأَرَادَ طَلَاقَهَا فَوَهَبَتْ يَوْمَهَا لِعَائِشَ فَأَمْسَكَهَا So it's mentioned how Sauda became elderly, and so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam offered to divorce her, but she declined instead offering to give her days to Aisha radiallahu anha, and he remained married to her. Because when married to multiple wives, then there is the sharing of the days. So Sauda offered her days to Aisha عنها, and so the Prophet ﷺ remained married to Sauda also. Then, Tazawwaja Rasulullah ﷺ. In fact, before that, it mentioned here that Sauda was previously married to As-Sakran, the son of Amr. And he was the brother of Suhail ibn Amr. Suhail ibn Amr, he is mentioned in the seerah for being instrumental in concluding the treaty of Hudaybiyyah with the Prophet ﷺ. As for Sauda, her choosing to remain with the Prophet ﷺ shows her intellect as she wanted to be raised on the day of judgment from the wives of the Prophet ﷺ. 
So when she had become elderly, the Prophet ﷺ had offered to divorce her, but she chose to remain with him, knowing that she would be resurrected as one of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ. So then after that, the third was the marriage of the Prophet ﷺ to Aisha, the daughter of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. رضي الله عنه بمكة قبل الهجرة بسنتين and the marriage of the Prophet ﷺ to Aisha was also in Mecca before the Hijra by two years two years before the Hijra the Prophet ﷺ married Aisha and some may say it is reported that it was three years before the Hijra so approximately two years or three years before the hijra. وَهِيَ بِنْتُ سِتِّ سِنِينَ وَقِيلَ سَبْعِ سِنِينَ وَالْأَوَّلُ أَصَحَ And it is mentioned that she was six years old at the time, and some say seven, but what appears to be more correct is that she was six years at the time. وَبَنَى بِهَا بَعْدَ الْهِجْرَةِ بِالْمَدِينَةِ And the marriage was consummated after the hijrah. He married Aisha رضي الله عنها before the hijrah by a couple of years, maybe three years, when she was six years old. But the consummation of the marriage occurred after the hijrah. وَهِيَ بِنْتُ تِسْعِ سِنِينَ عَلَى رَأْسِ سَبَعَةِ أَشْهُرِ And she was at the time nine years old. And some say it was seven months after the migration. وَقِيلَ عَلَى رَأْسِ ثَمَانِيَةَ عَشْرَ شَهْرًا And some say that it was 18 months after the hijrah. Uh, and so it is mentioned... <coughs> وَمَاتَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَهِيَ بِنْتُ ثَمَانِ عَشَرًا That the Prophet ﷺ, when he died, she was 18 years old. When the Prophet ﷺ died, she was 18 years old. She herself, Aisha رضي الله عنها, later died in Medina. She died in Medina. وَدُفِنَتْ بِالْبَقِيعَ and she was buried in the graveyard of Baqi'ah, next to the masjid of the Prophet ﷺ. Next to al-masjid al-Nabawi, the graveyard al-Baqi'ah, that's where Aisha radiallahu anha was buried. Awsat bithalika. She had actually requested that. She had requested that she be buried in Baqi'ah after her death. And that was in the year 58 Hijri. That was in the year 58 Hijri. And some say it was the year 57 Hijri. But here the author says that what is more correct is that it was in the year 58 Hijri. So if Aisha radiallahu anha died in the year 58 Hijri, and working out the mathematics then, 
she was 18 years old at the time of the death of the Prophet ﷺ, which was in what Hijri? 11 Hijri, at the end of 10 Hijri, 11 Hijri. If you just say 10 for the figures now. So if that was in 10 Hijri for the figures, and she died in 58 Hijri, it means after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, she lived another 48 years. She was 18 at the time of the death of the Prophet ﷺ, which means she was... Seventy-six? Sixty-six? Didn't do well in your mathematics at high school, huh? So, sixty-six. Somebody using a calculator. Uh huh. So, sixty-six, approximately, at the time of the death of Aisha radiallahu anha. And it is mentioned that Abu Hurairah, Radiallahu anhu prayed the janazah upon her. He was the one who led the janazah prayer upon Aisha radiallahu anha. وَلَمْ يَتَزَوَّجْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ لَمْ يَتَزَوَّجْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ بِكْرًا غَيْرَهَا that the Prophet ﷺ did not marry from all of, his, all of his wives a virgin besides her. The Prophet ﷺ from all of his wives did not marry a virgin except her. And kunyatuha, her kunyah was Umm Abdullah, Umm Abdullah, wa ruya annaha asqatat min al-Nabi ﷺ saqtan wa lam yathbut. There is a narration it is mentioned that she had a miscarriage whilst married to the Prophet ﷺ that she did become pregnant and she had a miscarriage. But this narration is not confirmed. It is not an affirmed narration that this is true. Why mention that then if it's not really proven anyway? It's not proven that this miscarriage ever happened. It is something just mentioned by people. So why mention that if it's not proven? One of the reasons is because some of the Shia, they use this unestablished narration to say, look, look what Allah did to Aisha. She was going to have a baby and Allah made her have a miscarriage. They try and use that as something to criticize Aisha with. But the reality, as we're saying here, it's a narration that isn't even established. It's not even known or proven that this ever even happened. And even if it did, of course what they say is absolute nonsense. So, to make the point anyway, in terms of the narration, it is not established or proven in the first place that this even ever occurred. So, that can't ever be uh, used as a point of a narration in the first place as a criticism, let alone the actual point, even if it was affirmed, the criticism is incorrect. So, here then, the third woman that the Prophet ﷺ married was Aisha. First it was Khadija radiallahu anha, then Sauda bint Zama'ah radiallahu anha, and then Aisha bint Abi Bakr radiallahu anhum. 
Umar radiyallahu anhu sought her permission to be buried next to his two companions Abu Bakr and the Prophet Although she had desired to be buried there next to her father and her husband. Aisha radiyallahu anha it is mentioned had wanted to be buried next to the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr had been buried right next to the Prophet ﷺ. That next area that was there, she wanted to be buried there. She wanted to be buried in that area as well, the Prophet ﷺ, Abu Bakr. So she would be next to her father and next to her husband, the Prophet ﷺ. But Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu requested that he be allowed to be buried there next to his two companions Abu Bakr and the Prophet Muhammad So she gave preference to him. And so when he died, he was buried there and she was instead buried in Baqi' the graveyard next to the Prophet's mosque along with the other wives of the Prophet and she was in fact the last of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ to pass away. From all of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, she was the last one to pass away. So it's not proven about her miscarriage like we said, and it's not proven about any other children. So how was she named Umm Abdullah as her kunya? Umm Abdullah as her kunya. Scholars have different opinions as to where this title this kunya Umm Abdullah came from when there was no Abdullah. Firstly, it is said about that weak narration, the unestablished one, that she had a miscarriage and that this miscarried child was named Abdullah. That is not established though. Secondly though, what the scholars have said is that it is not a necessity, it's not a rule that you have to have a child to be able to give yourself a kunya. A kunya, as we might say, the nickname, like a man has the kunya Abu such and such, and a woman Um such and such. It's not a condition that you have to have a child to be able to give yourself that term, that name, that nickname. And so it is perfectly reasonable that Aisha radiallahu anha, she had that kunya just as having that kunya, without any child involved or having any child. Others, they say, she took this kunya due to Abdullah ibn Zubair, the son of her sister Asma. Asma, the daughter of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq also. So the son of her sister Asma. Because the aunt is similar to the mother, so even though she did not have any children, her nephew Abdullah was like her son. So some say maybe she called herself Um Abdullah because of her nephew, her nephew Abdullah ibn Zubair. Then after that, the Prophet ﷺ married Hafsah. تزوج رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حفصة بنت عمر ابن الخطاب رضي الله عنهما. The Prophet then married حفصة the daughter of Umar ibn al-Khattab. وكانت قبله عند خنيس ابن حذافة. 
وكان من أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم توفي بالمدينة وقد شهد بدرا Hafsa, the daughter of Umar, was previously married. <coughs> like we said, the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, there was no virgin amongst them except Aisha. So Hafsa was previously married, and she was previously married to Khunais, the son of Hudhafa. And he was a companion of the Prophet ﷺ. And he witnessed the battle of Badr. And then he died in Medina later on. He died in Medina. He was from the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. Died in Medina, having witnessed the battle of Badr. And in fact, it may be the case that he was actually martyred in the battle of Badr. And it's been narrated, Yurwa anna nabiya talaqaha. It is narrated reported that the Prophet ﷺ divorced her. فَأَتَاهُ جِبْرِيلِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم فَقَالْ And Jibreel came to her, uh, came to him, came to the Prophet ﷺ and with a command from Allah and said to him, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْمُرُكَ أَن تُرَاجِعَ حَفْصَةً فَإِنَّهَا صَوَّامَةً قَوَّامَةً وَإِنَّهَا زَوْجَتُكَ فِي الْجَنَّةِ That Jibreel came to the Prophet ﷺ and said to him, Go back to Hafsa. Take her back, for indeed she fasts a lot and she prays a lot at night, and she will be your wife in paradise. وَرَوَى عُقْبَةِ بْنُ عَامِرٍ and it is narrated by Uqbah ibn Amir al-Juhini that he said, طَلَّقَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ حَفْصَ بِنْتَ عُمَرْ That the Prophet divorced Hafsa, the uh, daughter of Umar. فَبَلَغَ عُمَرْ So this news, it reached Umar. He became aware that the Prophet has divorced Hafsa. فَحَثَى عَلَى رَأْسِهِ التُرَابَ So he threw dirt onto his own head. He threw dirt onto his own head. وَقَالْ مَا يَعْبَ اللَّهُ بِعُمْرِ وَابْنَتِهِ بَعْدَ هَذَا And he said, Allah will not be pleased with Umar and his daughter after this. فَنَزَلَ جِبْرِيلُ مِنَ الْغَدِ عَلَى النَّبِسَلَمَ وَقَالْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ يَأْمُرُكَ أَنْ تُرَاجِعَ حَفْصَ وَرَحْمَةً لِعُمَرَ and in this version of the narration, it says that Jibreel came to the Prophet ﷺ the next day and told him to take Hafsa back, to go back to her, because uh, that Allah has commanded that to occur as a mercy upon Umar. As a mercy upon Umar. So these are narrations that are narrated. The first of them is in fact uh, mentioned in At-Tabarani, Fil Mu'jam Al-Kabir. Al-Mu'ajum Al-Kabir of Al-Tabarani. Um, and it is mentioned as authentic by a Shaykh Al-Albani. Uh, and the second narration is also in Al-Mu'ajum uh, Al-Kabir, one of the books of Al-Imam Al-Tabarani. Uh, and there may be some issues with that narration, with that chain. 
But these are the reports that are mentioned within them. توفيت سنة سبع وعشرين وقيل سنة ثمان وعشرين عام إفريقية. She died in the year twenty-seven Hijri, and it has been mentioned twenty-eight Hijri in the year of Africa. Why is that known as the year of Africa? Because that was the year when the conquering of Africa occurred. When the Muslims, they spread out into Africa and Islam spread into the regions of Africa. That was then, 27-28 Hijri. <coughs> so they say it is mentioned she died approximately 27 or 28 Hijri. Uh, and that would be approximately how many years after the death of the Prophet Wasallam? Approximately 18 years. Is that correct? Yes. Correct. Then after that, تَزَوَّجَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أُمْ حَبِيبَةً The daughter of Abu Sufyan. And her name was actually Ramla. أُمْ حَبِيبَةً And her name was Ramla. The daughter of Sakhar, the, daughter, the son of Harb, the son of Umayyah, the son of Abd Shams, the son of Abd Manaf. Hajarat ma'a zawjiha Ubaidillah ibn Jahsh ila ard al-Habasha. Fatanassara bil-Habasha wa atamma Allahu laha al-Islam. She made hijrah with her husband Ubaidullah ibn Jahsh. She was married to him initially. Made hijrah with him to Habasha, the initial hijrah that occurred. Before the major hijrah to Medina, she made hijrah there. But when he was there, Ubaidullah, Ubaidullah ibn Jahsh actually became a Christian. Ubaidullah ibn Jahsh actually became a Christian. Uh, and she, though, her Islam was perfected. Allahu laha al Islam. That her Islam was perfected. Allah perfected Islam for her. And The Prophet married her while she was still in Ethiopia. And it is mentioned that An-Najashi gave her 400 dinars on his behalf as the dowry. Najashi gave her 400 dinars on his behalf as the dowry. وَبَعَثَ رَسُولَ سَلَّمَ عَمَرْ إِبْنْ أُمَيَّةَ الظَّمْرِ فِيهَا إِلَىٰ أَرْضِ الْحَبَشَةِ And the Prophet ﷺ sent Amr ibn Umayyah Amr ibn Umayyah al-Dhamri to Ethiopia. Uh, and وَوَلِيُّ نِكَاحِهَا عُثْمَانِ ibn Affan. It's mentioned that the guardian for the marriage was Uthman ibn Affan. Although some say it may have been Khalid ibn Sa'id ibn al-As. Uh, and she died in the year 44. Four Hijri. 
توفيت سنة أربع وأربعين أم حبيبة she accepted Islam before her father Abu Sufyan and before her brother Muawiyah then after that تزوج رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أم سلمة أم سلمة the Prophet ﷺ married also. And her name was Hind, the daughter of Abi Umayyah, Ibn, the son of Al-Mughira, the son of Abdullah, the son of Umar, the son of Makhzum, the son of Yaqadha, the son of Murra, the son of Ka'ab, the son of Lu'ay, the son of Ghalib. Um Salama, and her name was Hind. وَكَانَتْ قَبْلَهُ عِنْدَ أَبِي سَلَمَ عَبْدَ اللَّهِ Ibn Abdul Asad ibn Hilal ibn Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Makhzum. And before marrying the Prophet ﷺ, she was married to Abu Salama, Abdullah ibn Abdul Asad. Abdullah ibn Abdul Asad. So she was previously married to him. Tufiyat Sanata Thnataini wa Sittin. She died in the year 62. In the year 62, توفيت سنة اثنتين وستين. ودفنت بالبقيع. And she was buried in بقيع. وهي آخر أزواج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وفاة. وقيل إن ميمونة آخرهن. Here now it mentions that Um Salama, she was the last of the wives of the Prophet wasallam to die. But it's also mentioned in Maymuna Akhiruha that Maymuna was the last of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ to die. And we also mentioned what? That Aisha. It was also mentioned, may have been the last of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ to have died. So these differences occur, why? Simply because it is not established and known 100% the exact dates of their deaths. The exact date, dates of their deaths may be differed over. She died in the year 62, maybe in the year slightly here, slightly there. You have slight differences by a couple of years here and there, and so you may end up with the differences regarding who the last of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ to die was. So she died in the year 62 and was buried in Al-Baqi' in Medina. Uh, and like we said, some of them say she was the last of his wives to die, and some say that it was Maymuna. Then after that, the Prophet ﷺ also married Zainab bint Jahsh. I remember when we say after that, we're not saying after the previous wives died, we're just saying the order. He was still married to these other wives. He was still married to them. So don't think when we're saying after that, 
We mean after the wife, the previous one died, he then married such and such. These wives died after the death of the Prophet ﷺ. So he was still married to them. We're just talking about the order. Next then, he married Zainab bint Jahsh. The daughter of Re'ab, the daughter of, uh, the, uh, the uh, son. The daughter of Jahsh, the son of Re'ab, the son of Ya'mar, the son of Sabira, the son of Murrah, the son of Kabir, the son of Ghanam, the son of Dudan, the son of Asad, the son of Khuzayma, the son of Mudraka, the son of Ilyas, the son of Madar, the son of Nazar, the son of Ma'id, the son of Adnan. So, he married Zainab, the daughter of Jahsh. And she was the daughter of his paternal auntie, Umaymah. Umaymah, the daughter of Abdul Muttalib. Zainab was the daughter of his paternal auntie. So that means Zainab was his cousin, first cousin as we say. وَكَانَتْ قَبْلَهُ عِنْدَ مَوْلَاهُ زَيْدِ بْنُ And before marrying him, she was married to his freed slave, Zayd ibn Haritha. فَطَلَّقَهَا But he divorced her. فَزَوَّجَهَا اللَّهُ إِيَّاهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَلَمْ يَعْقَدْ عَلَيْهَا And then the uh, uh, Prophet ﷺ was married to her from above the heavens. And she used to say to the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, صَحَّ أَنَّهَا كَانَتْ تَقُولُ لِأَزْوَاجِ نَبِيْسَ سَلَّمَ زَوَّجَ كُنَّ آبَاءُ كُنَّ وَزَوَّجَنِ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَوْقِ سَبْعِ سَمَاوَاتِ That uh, your families, your fathers married you off, but Allah arranged my marriage from above the seven heavens. And that is narrated in Al-Bukhari. توفيت بالمدينة سنة عشرين ودفنت بالبقيع. She died in the year twenty Hijri in Medina and she was buried in Al So this hadith in Sahih Al Bukhari, in the chapter of Tawheed, uh, uh, regarding the chapter of his throne, Allah's throne being above the water, uh, the hadith is a proof that Allah is above the heavens, above his creation in the real sense in a manner that befits his majesty and his greatness. And that is what is meant by Zainab radiallahu anha saying that Allah married me off from above the seven heavens. Then after that also, the Prophet ﷺ married Zainab, the daughter of Khuzayma, ibn al-Harith, uh, the son of al-Harith, Zainab, the daughter of Khuzayma, who was the son of al-Harith, who was the son of Abdullah, the son of Amr, the son of Abd Manaf, the son of Hilal, the son of Amr, the son of Sa'a, the son of Mu'awiyah. And she used to be called, Zainab, the daughter of Khuzayma, she used to be called Umm al-Masakin. She used to be called Umm al-Masakin. لِكَثْرَةِ إِطْعَامِهَا الْمَسَاكِينَ because she used to feed the poor so much. She used to help and feed the poor so much to a great deal that she became known as Umm al-Masakin. Umm miskin as we say, Umm al-Masakin. وَكَانَتْ تَحْتَ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ بِنْ جَحْشِ وَقِيلَ عَبْدِ اللَّطِيفِ إِبْنَ الْحَارِثِ وَالْأَوَّلُ أَصَحْ And she used to be 
married to Abdullah ibn Jahash, and some say it was actually Abdul Latif, the son of Al Harith. And what is more correct is that it was Abdullah ibn Jahsh. تزوجها سنة ثلاث من الهجرة ولم تلبث عنده إلا يصير شهرين أو ثلاثة. The Prophet ﷺ married her in the year three Hijri, and she actually only remained with him for two or three months, and she passed away. <coughs> So Zainab, the daughter of Khuzaymah, married the Prophet ﷺ in the third year of Hijri, but only remained with him two or three months until she actually passed away. And then also, the Prophet ﷺ married Juwayriyah, the daughter of Al-Harith. Juwayriyah, the daughter of Al-Harith, who was the son of Abu Dhirar, the son of Habib, the son of Aid, the son of Malik, the son of Al-Mustalaq Al-Khuzaiyah. Subiyat fi ghazwat bani al-mustalaq. Juwayriya bint al-harith. The Prophet ﷺ married Juwayriya, the daughter of al-harith. She had become a prisoner during the battle of bani al-mustalaq. Captured by Thabit ibn Qais ibn Shammas. She wrote to the Prophet ﷺ asking him to free her. He proposed to her and she accepted. And he married her in sixth year of Hijri. And she died during Rabi'ul Awwal in the year 56 Hijri. So she was a prisoner during the battle of Bani al-Mustaliq. She accepted Islam afterwards and the Prophet ﷺ married her. It is said that Juwayriya brought more blessing to her family than any other woman. Her family was captured after the battle of Bani al-Mustaliq. And when she married the Prophet ﷺ, the people said, free the in-laws of the Messenger of Allah. So the people freed the prisoners of Bani al-Mustaliq. Then after that, also the Prophet ﷺ married Safiya, the daughter of Huyay ibn Akhtab. The son of Abu Yahya, the son of Ka'ab, the son of Al-Khazraj al-Nadhariya. وَمَنْ وَلِدَ وَمِنْ وَلَدِ هَارُونَ ابْنِ عِمْرَانَ So then the Prophet ﷺ married Safiya bint Huyay ibn Akhtab and her family are from the descendants of Harun the son of Imran and Musa the son of Imran the brother, Imran's brother. So they are from the descendants of Harun the son of Imran, who was the brother of Musa, the son of Imran. That is where their lineage came from, the lineage of Safiya, who the Prophet ﷺ married. She was cap- she was a, a captive also, Subiyat fi Khaybar Sanat, Sab'in min al-Hijra. She was a prisoner in the battle of Khaybar in the seventh year of Hijri. وَكَانَتْ قَبْلَهُ تَحْتَ كِنَانَ ibn Abi al-Haqiq she was previously married to Kinana ibn Abi al-Haqiq. Qatalahu Rasulullah He was actually killed by the Prophet during the battle of Khaybar. Wa and he freed Safiya as a charity. Wa and it's mentioned that 
uh, freeing her was made as her dowry, as a charity, uh, and the Prophet ﷺ married her, and she died in the year Tufiyat Sanata Thalathin, in the year 30 Hijri, وَقِيلَ سَنَةَ خَمْسِينَ And it has been mentioned even 50 Hijri. So this now, Safiya, Safiya, was a Jewish woman. She was a Jewish woman who had accepted Islam and married the Prophet ﷺ. She said that the Prophet used to be the most hated man to her before when she was Jewish. Because the Muslim people killed her people during the battle of Khaybar. They had even killed her husband, her father and her uncle. They justly, justly killed them in battle. So there was no oppression. It was an actual battle that was occurring. And the Muslims were in battle against the Jews. And they had ended up killing her father, her husband and her uncle in that battle. Justly in battle. But obviously for her, that would make the Muslims hated. She hated them for that. She had hatred against them for that. And she said that he, the Prophet, was the most hated man to me. But he continued to treat me in a loving manner until he became the most beloved man to me. That is what is mentioned from Safiya. So, you look at the mannerisms of the Prophet the Muslims killed her husband, her father, her uncle, her brother in the battle of Khaybar. And she hated the Muslims, she hated the Prophet ﷺ, the most hated man to her. But after having married the Prophet ﷺ, then she forgot all of that hatred. And she loved the Prophet ﷺ from what she saw and experienced of the behavior and the treatment and the good manners, the tremendous manners of the Prophet ﷺ towards her, when she saw that from the final messenger, then it completely changed her. This is a proof of his great character, the great character of the Prophet ﷺ. How else could a woman love a man who was responsible for the death of her family, her uncle, her father, her brother, etc., except that he is going to be somebody of great morals and character, so this again shows the wisdom of the Prophet ﷺ marrying from the different tribes, even from amongst the Jews. Uh, by way of this, his great biography and character was spread amongst the people. Then after that also we have the Prophet ﷺ married Maymuna. Maymuna, the daughter of Al-Harith. Uh, the son of Hazan, the son of Bujair, the son of Al-Haram, the son of Ruayba, the son of Abdullah, the son of Hilal, the son of Amr, the son of Sa'sa, the son of Mu'awiyah. وَهِيَ خَالَةُ هِيَ خَالَةُ خَالِدْ بْنِ الْوَلِيدِ She was the maternal aunt, maternal auntie of Khalid ibn al-Walid. And Abdullah ibn Abbas. She was the maternal aunt of Khalid ibn al-Walid and Abdullah ibn Abbas. Tazawwajaha Rasulullah bi Sarif. The Prophet married her in a place known as either Sharif or Sarif. Wabana biha fihi and uh, uh, that was a 
it is mentioned a spring of nine miles from Makkah. And that is also where the marriage was consummated. And that is actually also where she died. Um, it's mentioned... That she is the last wife that the Prophet ﷺ married. From all of the women that he married, she, Maymuna, was the last one that he married. And she died in the year 63. So these are the women that he consummated the marriages with, a total of 11. And he had made marriage contracts with seven other women, but had not consummated the marriages with them. So he had nine wives at once. At one point, the Prophet ﷺ had nine wives. While two died during his lifetime, Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar, Rahimahullah mentioned that some of the wisdom for the number of wives he had, from those, the previous religion had no limit on the number of wives a man could have. It has authentically been reported from Sulaiman salam that he said, in the hadith mentioning Sulaiman, the Prophet Sulaiman salam, it's in Bukhari where he mentioned, tonight I will go around to a hundred women each of whom will give birth to a boy who will fight for the sake of Allah, etc. The hadith goes on. But the point is, he mentions, I will go around to a hundred women, indicating that there was no limit to how many wives were possible. And when Islam came, the number of wives a man could have at one time was then limited, of course, to just four. Limited then to four. Consequently, those who entered into Islam at a time when they already had more than four wives were commanded to keep four and to divorce the remaining. As for the Prophet ﷺ, then it is from his specifics that he was given this consideration of having more than that number. And that was granted to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are reasons why the Prophet ﷺ was granted to have more wives. Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar mentioned them again. It would allow more people to witness the domestic behavior of the Prophet ﷺ. Because he did not go out to the people except during limited hours of the day. The rest of the time at home when he slept, he ate, he drank, etc. Nobody would have more details of the life of the Prophet ﷺ at home. His manners, his morals, his behaviors, his etiquettes than his wives. So... This exception was given that he could have more wives. There would be more of the wives then of these women who would be able to narrate from the Prophet ﷺ his behaviors at home. Another reason was to grant honor to the tribes by giving them connections to the Prophet ﷺ. He was able to marry more wives, therefore from more tribes, and therefore giving honor to all of those different tribes that he was marrying uh, that he married his wives from. Because those tribes then became the in-laws of the Prophet ﷺ. Another reason is to unite those Arab tribes. Previously before Islam, the Arab tribes used to be at war with each other. 
But then through marriage, multiple tribes then became united uh, as they then entered into Islam as well after these marriages. So that was all from the wisdom of it too. Another wisdom Al-Hafidh ibn Hajr mentions is to increase the responsibility of the Prophet ﷺ. Having multiple wives like that, more than just four even, increases the responsibility upon a person. And so Allah wanted that extra responsibility upon the Prophet ﷺ, and therefore extra reward for the Prophet ﷺ. Another was to increase the size of the family of the Prophet ﷺ. Because when a man marries a woman, he becomes from them. So it is not possible for anyone to transgress against him. So when he married the multiple wives, those tribes became his family. So now there was a large number of people with the Prophet ﷺ from all of these various tribes who are now connected to him as well. Another reason was to disseminate the legislative rulings for women. Rulings for women menstruation, etc., then that is going to be the women typically who know about those affairs. Wives of the Prophet ﷺ would be in knowledge, upon knowledge regarding those details. So the more wives there were, then they could spread that knowledge to the women regarding pregnancy, breastfeeding, menses, etc. Another reason was to give a glance into the excellent mannerisms of the Prophet ﷺ to confirm that his hidden character was the same as his apparent character. The wives would narrate what he was like internally inside, and that would show that he's exactly the same there as he is on the outside. And that is something for the men to take into consideration, that they should not show themselves in one way outside, and be completely different, and be in an evil way inside their homes and with their families. The Prophet ﷺ was the same in his beautiful manners and etiquettes inside and outside. Another reason is that he would take care of his wives and children, and all of his wives except Aisha were married before, and many of them had children. So he took care of all of them, and this was a sign of his generosity. Uh, so these are some of the reasons Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar mentions that exception was given to the Prophet ﷺ regarding his wives. Uh, and this also shows something regarding the Prophet ﷺ. From all of those wives you mentioned, he only married one virgin, Aisha radiallahu anha. If it was just about fulfilling your desires, as the people will accuse and make those claims against Islam and the Prophet ﷺ, then he would have simply, being in the position that he was, married all virgins. But rather he didn't, only one virgin, and the rest were all previously married, showing that it wasn't about desire and these affairs that they accuse the Muslims are, rather it was from the wisdom of the Prophet ﷺ, the wisdom that was given in religion, in spreading Islam, and those reasons there Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar has mentioned. So that is the chapter regarding the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, that is where we'll conclude today. And inshallah ta'ala next week at the same time, 7 p.m., we'll carry on with the next section which is the servants of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين